It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. I'm Ben Bolin. Ben, we've got a uh, an interesting topic today on a uh, on a type of vehicle that we've talked about uh, at great length. I think, right? Yes, yes, sir. We have talked about three wheeled vehicles. Uh, more than once, actually. Yeah, I think we've on several occasions because I think we're both fans of these things. Right? We're huge fans. It doesn't matter if it's tadpole design or what. I mean, if it's got three wheels on it, and if I could be a little shallow, it also looks cool. Mm-hmm. Then I'm I'm sold. Um, sometimes when I'm looking at a three wheel, like we've done the Can Am Spider, for instance, sure, and. Um, more motorcycle than car, right? Right, right, but okay. still three wheels. Still three-wheeler. And we've talked about some of the pros and cons of these sorts of designs, but we're not going to belabor uh, listeners with a um, a catch-up lesson here. No, no, in fact, that's I'm glad you said that, because uh, we, we've gone through this over and over again. The, I mean, we may mention this. Mm-hmm. There's the Delta design, there's the Tadpole design. Right. Uh, some, some of these are more favored throughout history because of the safety issues and things like that. We may get into that, but um, we're not going to go into the uh, the physics of all of how all these things work and the, mm-hmm. the history and all that. But uh, I, I think today's example of a three-wheel vehicle, the one that we're going to talk about today, I, I think a lot of people are going to uh, kind of sit up in their seat and really take notice of this one. Well, uh, they darn well should because, spoiler alert, let me just skip to the very end question we usually ask each other. Scott, I want one of these. I want so bad. The price is right. It sounds it sounds almost too good to be true. It it does, and that's a little scary to me that when something does sound too good to be yeah, true. Yeah. But uh, boy, I don't know. There's there's a lot right about this car. Yes, and let's go ahead and get one thing out of the way, Scott. Um, we are talking about a car made by a company called Elio Motors. But here is what we need to get out of the way. Right from the right from the top. Okay. Um, what is the name of this car? Uh, there is no name, and uh, you know what? This is this is pretty interesting to me. I mean, I, 
kind of answers a question that we've had in the past, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, the car, the, the car as of now has no name. It's just built by a company called Elio Motors, and we'll tell you about you know the the founder and the mm-hmm. history and all that, how yeah. that happens. But um, with no name, and in an interview, the CEO has said that they're going to hire a professional firm. Yes, to name the car professionally. What was that? The CBS interview? Was, I, uh, I think CNBC. It, I think CNBC. Was. Okay, yeah, it was so. like a money show, and they they um, I mean, the whole idea of naming cars, and we've talked about it over and over again. Right. Now, now in a big corporation, let's say that you work for Chrysler, Ford, or GM, one of those, you know, the, the naming comes along with the big corporation. It's part of like what they do. It's part of the, yeah. the enormous company. This is a small company, new company. Don't have any established uh, names or naming conventions, or like models, numbers, or, or models, or anything like that. This is the first vehicle. Um, how do they go about naming it professionally? Something that you know, naming a car is very important, as we've as we yeah, talked about, right? right? So uh, they go to a professional firm, mm-hmm. and they're going to have somebody professionally name it. So that's a. I thought that was a cool little fact that we kind of dug out of the just that one interview. It's like just mentioned for a second, but yeah, it caught my attention. And uh, one other thing that's funny, you can you can find this interview, by the way, guys, on YouTube if you want to check it out. Yeah. One of the, I think there are two people interviewing Paul Elio, the founder, sure. and one of them says, why not hold a Twitter poll? And <laughs> in, <laughs> I looked uh, a little bit crazy perhaps in the office because I was uh, muttering angrily at the YouTube screen on my laptop. I was was saying, don't ask for a Twitter poll about what to name the car. You have no idea what you're going to get. No, exactly. You get Welcome some... to the Elio Chuck Norris. If you notice, he kind of chuckled that off, yeah. too, as well. He laughed it off. Now, oh, one, one other fast thing here. Yeah. Uh, this is a listener suggestion. Come, oh, yeah. It comes from our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, Kimberly, should I go ahead and give Kimberly the last name? Why not? It's there on the right. Facebook page. Sure. Kim- Kimberly Burgess uh, wanted to know about Elio Motors, said there's a a uh, little car with big promises coming out of uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, and uh, I want to know more about it. So tell us all about it. And, and uh, Kimberly, this one's for you, so I uh, hope you're listening. Yes. I'll probably, uh, I'll give you a little notice on Facebook and, and yeah. mention that we're going to be doing this, so give you a heads up. Um, let's talk about, so, oh, one other thing. We'll just call the car the Elio, I guess, right? You know what? That's a great idea, I mean, Scott. Maybe that's what we'll do for the rest of this podcast, and mm-hmm. then... Um, and then we'll we'll announce in a later episode when they choose the name. I guess so. We'll add it on to our one more thing segment. That's probably the best way to do it. Yeah, but uh, I love the idea in uh, Kimberly's message uh, that says "big promise." Yeah, big yeah. things. Big things, and uh, and this is all coming from the CEO of Elio Motors, who is, as you mentioned, Ben uh, Paul Elio. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, he's a GM Institute graduate. He's a founding partner of a company called ESG Engineering, and I went there. It's a design engineering um, uh, facility, I guess, where they take you know consu- or customer ideas and create prototypes, and you know they develop the idea into a, a working functional product. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's a founding partner of that, and this is really like how he's developed this vehicle through that through ESG. He's got a background in engineering. He's a patent holder with uh, like an automotive specialty. Uh, background, I guess, is the best way to say it. And we talked about this just before the podcast, but he, he's a um, he's a de- determined guy, right? I mean, he's got yes. a, uh, a very it's an idealistic view of something that he wants to change. So, what, what was his message? Okay, so you can check this out on another YouTube clip. Uh, Paul Ilio in a press conference uh, at Shreveport, Louisiana, and this is sort of celebrating the launch of the motor company. Now, Paul Elio, as uh, you said earlier, Scott, we want to just underscore this. Paul Elio 
comes from an engineering background. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know, some born into it billionaire with scads of money. Uh, so he, he has a, um, a problem with the state of the union as it stands, which is that the economy is losing. I think, uh, Scott, what's that line he throws about the flag? Oh, uh, he says it's, uh, we've, we've thrown up the white flag of surrender, mm-hmm. uh, for our products and our ideas. You mm-hmm. know, that, uh, We've got a lot of great engineers and, and manufacturing facilities and manufacturers in, here in uh, in America, in North America, and we're just simply not using them. He says that you know we've got great ideas, fantastic ideas, but the second that we get that idea, we throw it overseas to uh, to have it manufactured and then sold back to us as a finished right. product. And uh, to him, this is really distressing. So in uh, what was it the summer of two thousand eight? Yes, um, he decided to do something about it. I mean. Um, you know, he decided that the, this, uh, America's trade deficit was just way too big. There were, there were billions and billions and billions of dollars, still are, yeah. uh, headed overseas and coming back to being sold back to us. Um, he just thought that there wasn't enough built and sold in the USA. And, uh, he's one of those guys that just went out and he, he did something about it mm-hmm. and he's doing something about it big time, really. I mean, in, where was it? Shreveport, we said? Yes, Shreveport. Shreveport, Louisiana. They have, uh, as of this year, I mean, I saw a press conference from January, January 3rd, I think, of 2013. Yep. Where this is official. They've purchased a, uh, a, an old shuttered GM plant that used to manufacture the Hummer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which I find extremely funny when you look at the Elio. Yeah. Um, and, and he said, uh, at the press conference, in the next 18 months, we're going to prove to you that we can do this. And what he means when he says this is to name, build, market, produce, uh, the, a car that is completely manufactured in the United States using parts from the United States. Now, we've talked about this as well, Scott. One thing that can um, be counterintuitive to a lot of car buyers in the U.S. is they'll say, oh, this car is made in the United States, but that doesn't mean the parts are made there. It might, uh, it might be assembled. You know, Ben, you've told me this so many times, and, and you know, we've, we've talked about this back and forth, and I've, I've heard this in the, in the recent past mm-hmm. many, many times that people are arguing with their friends about this, that... Yeah, I drive uh, this vehicle, and they say, "Well, that's not really a, a U.S. made vehicle. That's uh, that's Indonesian or whatever." You know, they come sure. up with some some crazy figure because the majority of the parts come from there, or it's manufactured somewhere else, but it's sold under, let's say, a Ford name right. or Chrysler name or whatever. Um, so there's a lot of back and forth about what's truly an American car, what's truly a uh, a Japanese car, what's truly Tru- a car, yeah. a European car. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no doubt about this one. I mean, they wanted to make no doubt that. You know, this is a 100% USA built parts are coming from there. Sure. Even even the machinery in the factory, he said, is like 95% uh, U.S. manufacturing machinery. Mm-hmm. So um, I think he's really he's he's going over the top just to make sure that it's a it's a product of the USA. And along that line, um, and this doesn't happen too often, Ben. Initial sales are going to be here in the United States only. Uh, yeah, first, that is strange. For the first couple of years, uh, but that he does have big plans. I mean, he says that, you know, initially that's what we're going to do um, in the top 60 markets, which was amazing because 60, yeah. 60 U.S. markets that are the top, uh, you know, new car markets. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be a lot of presence for this vehicle out on uh, dealer lots, but you'll you'll see it for sure, no doubt. Yeah, if everything um, goes according to plan. Exactly. And I, I I have a good feeling about this one. Me I, too. I really do. Before, now, oh, sorry. oh, one one last yeah. thing in this is that um, according to him, though, during that press conference, he mentioned that uh, before the end of the decade, now that's a pretty bold statement, before the end of the decade, which is approaching quickly, 
he wants to build and then export to uh, the European market, South America, China. He's got big plans mm-hmm. for us to export U.S. built cars and you know to those markets and, and sell them. So you know he's trying to reverse this trade deficit issue that we've got going on. Yeah, and that's one. I'm really glad you added that point, Scott, because one thing that I want to emphasize here is that when we're talking about this, when we're talking about Paul Elio's dream. I think it's fair to call it a dream mm-hmm. and a plan. He's a driven person. Uh, we're not in any way, you know, deriding or saying something bad about foreign car manufacturers. Oh, not at all. We we cover those extensively yeah, and here. And they make and they make excellent products, uh dependable products. We're just saying we're explaining his reasons for this car. And now that we've got this backstory, man, I've been I've been holding on but I'm chomping at the bit to talk about this. Yeah, you know what? I've got to hold you back for another ten seconds okay, if you okay. don't mind because yeah. I know that there's some people out there that say I've heard this before. We've, 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 we've heard this in very recently, in fact. In fact, you've got an example that you've posted on Facebook of one of the, uh, sort of competitors to the, uh, to something like the Elio, a three, three-wheeled vehicle, mm-hmm. kind of ex- experimental, I guess, in design and, and idea. Something new, totally new, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's the, uh, was it the Corbin? Oh, yeah, the Corbin, the Corbin Sparrow. Sparrow. Yeah, the right. one that you've seen, and you see yeah. often still, right? Yeah, this is um, a photo gallery that people can check out on our Facebook page. Um, I am an off-and-on forever student at the nearby Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech is home to some eccentric, brilliant people. And one of these people, whom I have not met yet, drives a Corbin Sparrow. I'm convinced that he knows me, or at least campus security knows me, because I (laughs) I always try to hunt down this car and find it. And Corbin Sparrows are fairly rare. Yeah, they're rare because there are only a few hundred made before the company went under. Right. Okay, so the company's gone. Yeah. Corbin Sparrow. Okay, now, the other one is um, Aptera. Mm-hmm. There's a three-wheel car from Aptera. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, an article that did famously well here on How Stuff Works about the Aptera. And uh, unfortunately, that company's gone. Funding ran out for it. You know, there's a lot of issues with that one. So, you know, I know a lot of people said, this is getting back to my point. I, yeah. I know a lot of people said, I've heard this before. This is just going to, you know, it's going to die out. It's going to, it's, it's, uh, Oh, what do they call that? The uh, uh, when it, it's just an idea that uh, vapor wire is that what they call oh, it? Oh, yeah, vaporware, vaporware. That's it. Yeah. Um, listen to this: the board of directors for this company that Paul has put together for Elio Motors. It includes Jim Holden, who is the former CEO of Chrysler, uh, Ken Way, who is the former CEO of Lear Seating for 25 years. Now, Lear is a huge automotive supplier manufacturer. Yeah. Um, major company. Seating is just one division of it, but he was the CEO of that division for 25 years. Uh, Dave Schrembre, which I think I got the name right, but he's the former president of Smart Car USA. Wow. And a Mercedes-Benz exec for, I mean, again, decades. Um, and then a guy named Stu Lichter, uh, whose name I wasn't familiar with, but he's the owner of um, IRG um, and financial backer of Elio Motors, which is very important because that's where the, uh, the the GM plant comes in. He funded the backing to buy, or he backed Elio to buy the GM plant, which is mm. huge. Yeah, and when we talk about anything like this, now we've had some letters before, Scott, where people would ask us when we were covering concept cars, they would say, why are you covering this like it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's hardly ever going to happen. We know that's true, but what we're saying here by showing you some of the board members is that this is not some some idle idea. This is not vaporware. Now, I think it's necessary for us to say these things and to show that there are 
concrete reasons uh, impelling or compelling success here. Um, because if we just started out with the unbelievable stats, people would tell us that we were full of malarkey. Yeah, right? you probably couldn't do it or, or whatever. But I just wanted people to know, like, the, the board of directors behind this, the guy that's behind it, he's so driven towards mm-hmm. this. And he's got, you know, another job. This is like a second thing, another project that he's working on for like yeah. the last five years. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. It's a labor of love for sure. Yeah, it really is. I mean, a lot of late nights and, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks, well, years and years of time, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people really believe in this and they've invested a lot of money and there's, uh, there are 1,500 jobs in Shreveport that are going to come from this. Yes. Um, there's a lot at stake with this thing. And, uh, again, just a lot of people really believe in it. And I'll tell you, the guy, if you listen to his message, uh, 
it quickly makes you a believer. Now I know mm-hmm. been duped by this kind of thing before, so we're <laughs> cautious. We're still cautious. We, right. I mean, we should say we're still cautious, but um, I'm kind of hoping this one makes it. Me too. I'm definitely pulling for this one. But what is it? Well, it's a three wheel car, mm-hmm. right? We yeah. know that much, and it is. Um, it's got a three cylinder, one liter, seventy horsepower engine. Um, maybe not that impressive to some people, and. Uh, you can get it manual or automatic, and yes. Okay, I have something to say here. real quickly yeah, yeah. about this. Now, the three-cylinder engine, a lot of people will laugh at that, right? Right, Think yeah. about the weight of this thing, first of all. It's a very low-weight vehicle, mm-hmm. right? I think it's like a 1,000, or it's less than a 1,000 pounds. It's, it's like, less than, it's 900-something. It's 950 pounds. Yeah. Um, it's technically considered a motorcycle, right? We'll yes. talk about that, I, I promise, in a moment. Okay. Um, 950 pounds, three-cylinder engine. Now, I've driven a Geo Metro, the little hatchback version, <laughs> before. Not my own, but of friends. That um, The three-cylinder engine, honestly, in that little car, it was enough. And yeah, it yeah. probably weighed, you know, I don't know, two and a half times what this one weighs. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this one doesn't have blistering performance, as we'll find out, or anything like that. But um, it's probably enough to get by. And it's not like this is some, you know, crazy... Uh, new hybrid idea that's you know may or may not work out you know that uh, you know that hasn't been tested. This is just this is a gasoline engine, a liquid cooled, mm-hmm. seventy horsepower gasoline engine. It's just a very small, smartly designed vehicle. I think. What do you think about that uh, MPG they're claiming? Uh, MPG is amazing, isn't it? You want to tell them the numbers? Yeah, Just, it's uh, yeah. Go on. Go go ahead. Uh, so apparently, it's eighty-four miles to the gallon on the highway. Uh, as they would explain it in their uh, FAQ, this means that you can go from Detroit to New York City on a tank of gas. Yeah, and a tank of gas means eight gallons. Right. So it's, it's an eight-gallon tank. Good point. So it's a relatively small tank, right? Mm-hmm. Eight gallons. But if you consider that, like, let's say that uh, you're on a motorcycle or something like that, you know, it's got famously great mileage. You know, like a right. hundred miles a gallon or whatever um in fact a lot of people compare this to a scooter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in that uh in that what it costs which we'll tell you yeah. and in that uh um the mileage that it gets um but but you've got an eight gallon fuel tank which is a huge advantage to this thing because if you take that 84 miles per gallon on the highway mm-hmm. multiply it by eight the range on this thing is like 672 miles which is a huge range i'm on one tank i think my honda civic that i'm driving right now ben I'll tell you, it's like it's several years old. It's like eight years old now or something. Okay. I'm getting like 21 and a half miles to the gallon. And my range is only like a little above 200. Well, now, you know, I drive a Monte Carlo, so I'm just going to recuse myself from conversations. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, it's, a, it's a little bit bigger vehicle, a little bit thirstier. How about that? Yeah, but, no kidding. But honestly, I mean, that's, as they point out, that's that's about a third of the fuel consumption of the average car that's on the road right now. And uh, I just can't imagine, like, I, I would love to get a vehicle or have a vehicle like this that, like, you know, um, I, I'd go to the gas station 25, or actually 25% of the time. Uh, how am I going to put this? Uh, let's see. I go. I go four times for every time that this thing would have to go once. How right. That? Yeah. And the I, the idea here. Uh, another thing that's cool is. Um, let me go ahead and impersonate somebody that I think would probably be listening right now. And the idea is like, yeah, sure, six hundred seventy-two gallons, one tank of gas. That sounds great. 
but it doesn't sound great if I can only do 25 miles an hour. Ah, you not know what the I case. mean? Yeah, not the case. Not the case. So the speed. Now we mentioned that the uh, performance isn't there all that much, now, but it's not bad. It's um, not bad. It's, it's better than I expected. It's not terrible. Now zero to sixty, and don't laugh when you hear this. It's nine point six seconds. Okay, it's a lightweight car, small engine. You got to remember all that. Mm-hmm. That's honestly, that's still fast enough to get up to speed on the highway. Mm. Without a problem, really. That's that's merging. That's that's okay. And, that's a merging and, speed. And city traffic, you're not really going to have any problem with that, anyways. The top speed, Ben. The top speed was what surprised me. I thought it was going to be much lower. The top speed is 107 miles per hour. So, you know, it's still possible to really get out on the on the freeway and let this thing really go. Yeah, you can open it up, and uh, this this doesn't mean, of course, that you can race a Bugatti or anything. No, no, no. But you bring up a good point. Bugatti engine maker who makes this engine, right? Yes. Because it's a three-cylinder engine. That's unique. And I mentioned the Geometra before. Mm-hmm. There's no real hint at, the, at who's going to be building this engine specifically because they won't tell us. They tell us all the stats on the thing, right. right? But they do mention something about, like, you know, maybe our engine manufacturer does have a world-renowned racing heritage. See, that's what I was thinking. I'm so glad that you picked up on that segue because... This is right now the mystery, if you will, yeah. about Elio. Yeah, who's going to make the engine? And, uh, I mean, is it going to be BMW? Is it going to be Mercedes? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be, uh, I mean, is it going to be a U.S.? Oh, you know what? It's going to be U.S. manufacturer. I almost, now that I think about it, I don't even know why I mentioned. It can't be Bugatti. No. Well, huh. it's not going to be Bugatti. Uh-huh. But, uh, but <laughs> you know what? Now that I think about it, yeah. this this engine is going to come from the United States. I, I I don't know why until just this very moment I'm I'm slapping my forehead thinking about this, but... It's going to be a U.S. manufacturer, and they have a, a world-renowned racing history. So that narrows it down considerably. It does, doesn't it? So uh, that's interesting. All right. Well, so we want to hear other people's guesses. More news to come on that, I guess. Uh huh. I've got I've got something here that's pretty cool. Um, one of the big questions for these people, because this is this is a small vehicle. One of the big questions is, can I fit? Oh, it's yeah. such a big question that it's in the uh, it's in their website well, a couple of times. It's a tiny looking car, I'll tell you that. It sure is tiny looking. If you see a picture of someone standing next to it, you're going to think, oh, "Is it a clown car?" Yeah, <laughs> something like that, yeah. right? Like a toy, like something you'd see at the uh, microcar museum or something. Exactly. Oh, well, a little bit bigger, maybe. Well, it's it looks somewhere between a microcar and a full size. You know what? You know what? This kind of halfway reminds me of, and don't take this to the extreme, but. A little bit of the uh, um, uh, the T Rex. You remember oh, the yeah. motorcycle car, yeah. the T Rex. Mm-hmm. A tiny bit of that is is in this to me. I, I just see that. I know it's got you know the, the extra fenders on the side, yeah. Thing, but no, uh, I can see that. A little bit of that, yeah. Uh, but the good news is that uh, they have some very clearly established headroom, seat width, front seat, mm-hmm. rear seat kind of stuff, and uh, there's. Enough clearance in here that, uh, according to them, it could fit 95% of all men. Not bad. Not bad. And then they did say, though, that if you are an NBA-sized category, if mm-hmm. you're in that category, that you're just going to ha- have to hop into it yourself. Yeah, go test fit that thing because, uh, you know, there's always something they can do. It seems like, and I mean, they don't, those guys don't have a real problem with that. They just go and have their car, you know, altered in some way. Look right. at all, look yeah. at all of Shaq's cars. <laughs> he has every one of those things altered so that he can fit in there, right? Yeah. Extended and, you know, the seats pushed back and everything. There's mm-hmm. a little welding going on, but whatever. This, oh, we haven't mentioned this. What's up? Tandem seating. Oh, which yeah. is a really cool feature. We've talked about this in other cars. Yes. Um, 
it's designed for it. Now, it's three wheels, one door, two passengers, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, tandem seating. So that means the passenger sits in the back behind the front uh, the front seat driver. Right. Immediately behind. Yeah, think of like uh, an air... Um an Air Force cockpit, like yeah. in a jet. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and there's plenty of room back there, too. I mean, we watched the video of, of you know, this this, uh, this test mule vehicle that they have. And, by the way, they also mentioned that this is the one that you'll see is a bit plain. Now, I looked at the inside, and I was thinking, like, oh, there's not a lot of uh, right. interior. Yeah. doesn't look all that flashy. looks kind of so-so. It's, it's all right. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But um, they're quick to point out that it's a test mule vehicle, and that's different from a, uh, a prototype car or even, a pro- of course, a production car, mm-hmm. uh, but it's even different from a prototype car in that there's less detail on the test mule car. So if you do watch something or you see this uh, this green Elio, yeah, understand that that is a very very early test vehicle, and they just do that for um, just to test like the ergonomics of the vehicle, like how easy right. it to get in and out of the vehicle, how easy is it to reach over and uh, and activate the uh, the door switch? Because how did the systems work when you're actually driving? Exactly. That's right. Work in concert. Yeah, I mean, you could do all the uh, all the 3D, um, you know, yeah. virtual reality stuff you want, but until you're sitting in the product, mm-hmm. uh, you really don't get a great feel for how it is. And and uh, honestly, I think it's a good idea that they've got this test meal out there because that's the one they're making the rounds with on the press tour as well. Mm-hmm. And so. that's that's kind of cool because to me it seems that you're it, it kind of grounds the promise, mm-hmm. you know. Because being able to come out with something that does, by the way, adhere to the stats that they earlier put forth as far as miles per gallon and everything, it it, it has the actual performance that they're promising, and then they're saying the other cars will look better. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, it's better than coming out and saying like, here's a rendering of what we anticipate the car yeah. will look like and all that. Now we mentioned that it's a, technically a motorcycle. Also, yes, I think we need to get back to that because um, there've been some questions about this. Um, it, the safety and you know the uh, the other issues like that. Well, I mean, technically, again, motorcycle. So there's no there's no emissions. There's no fuel economy mm-hmm. standards that they have to adhere to. Right. Uh, there's no safety certifications necessary, which might cause people to uh, to scratch their head. But right. but there's good news for that, right? Yes. I mean, with, the, with the safety thing. Yeah, they have. They've taken it upon themselves to put in quite a few safety things mm-hmm. uh, to the tune of three airbags. Uh, they got a roll cage, anti-lock brakes. A roll cage. They have a roll cage. Awesome. Uh, right, right below the bodywork, there's a full roll cage. Mm-hmm. Cool. And that, uh, of course, that's not necessarily stuff that they would legally have to do. No. So I mean, even though it's a motorcycle and they don't have to go through all of those safety certifications and all that, they do say that the Elio is going to meet all four wheel standards, which means they're going to subject it to uh, the crash ratings yeah. and the crash rating standards. And they do anticipate a get this man. They, they say that it's going to get a five star safety rating in all directions, which is amazing if that happens. That's really amazing. Yeah. So. Not bad. I mean, with that full roll cage, I think that's what's mm-hmm. going to buy it for them. I think that's it's going to do it. Um, pretty incredible. And uh, I mean, again, we, we've compared this to um, you know a scooter in many different mm-hmm. ways. But think about it this way: if you're in this car that's technically a motorcycle, it's registered as a motorcycle, right? You can use the carpool lane, even if you're driving alone. Ah, good. Okay, you almost you're you're getting closer to the thing I wanted to surprise you with. Oh, really? Because, okay. But uh, but that's an excellent point, Scott, because you can drive in the HOV lane um, as a sole occupant, just like mm-hmm. you could with uh, an alternatively fueled car. Exactly. And you know, I think I feel I feel like I need to point this out right now. I don't know if it fits where we're talking about right now or not, but. Um, 
one thing, the plan for this vehicle. You know, you may think like, there's no way this just doesn't fit my family's needs or my specific needs. I don't, yeah. I don't really need this car, right? I got five kids. Yeah, that's right. I've got a minivan. I can't, I can't possibly have a two seat car that has 70 horsepower. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do with this thing? Oh, right? uh, point of order. I don't have five children. Oh. At least none that I know of. Okay. Jeff. Okay. Okay. So the, the idea is, and this is from Paul himself, it's, it's, the idea is not to replace all or any of your vehicles, really. It's in addition to mm-hmm. all of your other vehicles. So let's say you've got a minivan and you need to take the kids to soccer practice or you've got a truck and you need to haul some stuff back from the home improvement store. Mm-hmm. Um, keep all that. You can't you can't tow a boat or a, you know, a trailer with this thing, obviously. Right. But what you can do is you can commute to work. You can also take it on uh, weekend trips or just go out and have fun in it. I mean, it's it. That's the thing. Is like they say, it's it's all about fun and excitement. This car. Mm-hmm. You, and, you can also travel places where space is more of a factor. Yeah, exactly. So this is this the idea behind this, and they're and they're also upfront about this is that this car is is in addition to the vehicles that you already have. Don't get rid of what you already have. Mm-hmm. Add it to your your vehicles. So like this may be your second or third car. Right. Um, in, the, in that case. Um, I mean, right up front, that you know, it's a frugal, fun vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, as Paul puts it, it's, it's, it's what America needs right now. He said, he said, we need to, you know, get out and enjoy the road some more. People are conscious about fuel economy and how mm-hmm. much it costs to fill up. And it really does. It costs a lot of money. Yeah. Um, you know, fill a tank on a truck or whatever, and you've mm-hmm. got to haul around an extra 5,000 pounds or whatever just to go out for a drive in the, in the mountains here in Georgia or whatever you want to or do. Or even if you just have a high performance car that maybe doesn't have the largest tank, but does require premium fuel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, yeah. A lot of cars, you know, I've, had a car in the past that had required premium, and it was pretty much a drag every time I had to go fill that thing up. <laughs> it's like it's emotionally my, uh, harmful. <laughs> my, my project car requires premium fuel, and it's like a twenty-three gallon tank. Then, oh yeah, that's it's, right. It's enormous, and and I can't. Uh, the price. I mean, it's a hundred dollars to fill up. It was made in a different time. Yeah, a different sorry, time. Man. But but honestly, this is one that like they they promise you. You know, like you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. It's gonna mm-hmm. be fun. Going to get the looks because it has an unusual look to it, right? Yes. We haven't talked about cost now. I because when I said add it to your other vehicles, you know, you keep the minivan, mm-hmm. you keep the truck, you keep the SUV, whatever you've got, and you're thinking, who's going to do that? Yeah, who can afford to do that? Yeah, but maybe it's not all that out of reach, right? Oh, this is my favorite part of the show. Uh, can we talk about how much it costs? Yeah, why not? I mean, they're they're right up front about it. $6,800. No, that's not 68000 That's 6800 That's $6,800. Uh, they mentioned that that's about what you would pay for an outboard motor to power a rowboat. But uh, also, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, what, what is that? Like, uh, it's not the, it's a handful of laptops. It's, uh, it's half the price of some new cars. Um, I don't know, not even half, Ben. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a fraction of the cost, really. It's a and fraction like, of the cost of a, of a mid-range car. Yeah, let's say, okay, I was gonna say it's about 20% of the cost of, uh, of, you know, a, a decent four-door sedan, you know, okay, that, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of people are looking but at. 6,800. 6,800 bucks for a new car. Mm-hmm. Under warranty, and that's it. Does have a standard three-year, thirty-six thousand mile warranty, bumper to bumper. Yeah, and they're not pulling a Tata Nano here. Uh, it, they're not charging extra for air conditioning or AM/FM radio. And you know what? I shouldn't say Tata Nano because it is true that a lot of high-end exotic cars also charge extra for, for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you you also get the heater, defrost, three airbags, power windows. Um, 
everything else. Power door lock, because there's only one. Because there's only one. Yeah. And there is room for cargo. Yeah, it does have, it does have, uh, space in the trunk or the boot. Uh, that's about 27 inches, four, 14 by 14 by 10. Um, so this could. That's kind of small, but. It's small. But the back seat has this unusual, it folds under, it folds forward, which is not unusual for most cars, I guess, but right. folds forward. And, uh, then actually you can put something that's reasonably long in there. I mean, like a set of golf clubs, something like that. Right, that would Like fit. that, that length would fit in there. Um, it's not for carrying a lot of stuff. It's not for carrying a lot of heavy things other than two people. Yeah. Um, or one person. It's good for one person as well. But, you know, they say that, you know, again, this is great. It's got a very specific purpose, and you know you can kind of change that for your own needs, your own selfish needs, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> drive it to work, drive it on weekends for fun, whatever. Drive it to car shows just because it's crazy mm-hmm. and new and unusual. Um, it's just a, it's a it's a pretty neat vehicle. Did we say the, the engine is front engine? Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Know, the, the, the compartment, you know, the storage compartment is the back. Behind it's you. Front engine, front wheel drive. So that's a little bit different than most three wheel cars. A lot of them absolutely. are absolutely a, Absol- a lot of rear engine. Yeah, not all of them, but a lot of them are. The majority they, and most of them because they're built based on uh, motorcycles. Yep. And so that rear wheel is the drive wheel. Well, that's just the trailing axle in this one. So mm-hmm. um, you know, it doesn't matter if it has a third wheel back there, or I mean, rather three or four. Now, Scott, we've done a glowing. Uh, a glowing podcast on this so far. I do want to point out one thing I found the um, that would behoove our listeners here is just to say some of the the cons. Like we know the cons already, but let's go ahead and list them out. So that you can't put your entire family in this. Mm-hmm. You can't haul a lot of heavy things. But we already pointed those out when we said, of course, this is an addition to your fleet. Sure. Um, another thing that we'll point out is I would be a little bit concerned about the safety if I had two people in there in one door in an accident or something. Okay. And um, let's see. I, I, would, I would counter that. Yes. With, uh, like, my car is a four-seat, two-door car. Yep. And you still have to get out. You know, the pa- rear passenger would still have to get out through the driver's side door or the passenger side front door. So I guess they have two options, but um, mm-hmm. egress would be the same. You'd have to still somehow find a way around that front seat if it was blocking your way. Do you have one of those uh, glass-breaking hammers? I do not. Hammers? No. I have that in my car survival kit, and sometimes I look at it and I just I think I don't want to drown in a car or anything, but it would be so cool to use it. So you fantasize about using the glass breaking hammer. I don't see that. I say I, I hypothesize about whether or not I could do it. And if I if I do buy this Elio, which uh, I just might, if all this goes according to plan, then uh, yeah, I definitely carry one of those hey, hammers ben, with me. I'm yeah. gonna blow your mind here. Blow you remember mind. when we were kind of messing around with that old MG that we were tearing apart? Yeah. We have a windshield in storage still. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, we still have a windshield in the storage area and, uh, it's, it's laid out for, as garbage. Uh, I don't know if it's cracked or whatever, mm-hmm. but, uh, I don't know. Maybe you could have at it. You have made my day, my friend. Maybe <laughs> I can. Don't, you know, let's what, talk about You this. know what makes someone else's day is if maybe they could be first in line to get one. How about that? Ah, uh, yes. Now, you can't buy one right away. Now you'd have to check it out. So, so go online and check out Elio Motors and, you mm-hmm. know, look at the site, look at the car, look at all the questions that people have, the videos that we've been talking about and, you know, all the excitement drawn up in the press conferences and all that. Yeah. Well, then you may have an idea like, well, maybe, maybe this is for me. Maybe I'm interested in it because I know they did this, this with, uh, the smart car. Yes. They did it with other vehicles where you can, uh, you can lay down a little deposit maybe. Yeah. And uh the deposit 
secures you at different levels. Now, this one's got four different levels. You'll find this on the website under Make a Reservation. Yeah, yeah. So you can make a reservation, and uh, you get a couple little add-ons with it. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're kind of funny to list here, but um, for $100. That's entry level. Yeah, and that's, that's, called, that's called the, uh, it's not just entry level, but it's called the This Is Cool, I'm In level. <laughs> um, you actually get a $50 bonus. So you get $150 off of the total price of the Elio. Plus, you get a limited edition T-shirt and a bumper sticker right now. So, mm-hmm. get that. Okay. Move on up. $250. That's the I'm feeling it level. Um, I know. That's kind of funny. I love these names. So, it's a, oh, boy. That's another, you get an additional $125 off the deposit. Wow. So, um, you're up to like 375 off. Um, then there's a $500 level that's the I want it level. Mm-hmm. And that's you get like seven hundred and fifty dollars off the final price, again with the T-shirt and bumper sticker for all these. Yeah. By the way, and then there's the I've got to have it level, which means you're on the list to be one of the first to receive the card. Now that's a thousand dollars. So if you feel enough like you want to invest in this thing, if mm-hmm. you've got a thousand dollars and you want to be the first, because some people are like that. Yeah, got to yeah. have the first one in town. Early adopters on my block, whatever. Thousand um, dollars, and uh, that actually buys you fifteen hundred dollars in final sale deductions. Now fifteen hundred off of sixty eight. Yeah, hundred. That's pretty big. That's amazing. Well, the knock, you know, they they're giving you they're giving you five hundred dollars mm-hmm. if you give them a thousand. So uh, it's like a trust thing. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it takes the whole total price down to what sixty three hundred for you. Right, because you believed in them in the beginning. Yeah, um, but you got to get in early. Yes, and uh, there are some complications uh, about the Elio Motors project, the saga, I think we can call it now. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT AT&T who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Now, listen, let's get back to the Elio because you got uh, some... Oh, you're covering it up even. I yeah. can't even peek down at your notes. You've, you've got a surprise for me, right? I have a little bit of a surprise. Okay. I hope it's a surprise it for you. It might me. be. So our um, jalopnik.com, fan, uh, we're fans of that website, right, Absolutely, Scott? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so the three-wheel startup, Elio Motors, has to change a law so that people can drive their cars. Oh, no. And you already know what this is, huh? No, you, I you don't. You can think about it, right? No, what? Well, here's the thing. Because this uh, three-wheel economy car is technically a motorcycle, as we said, um, in order to drive an Elio, okay, the I'm buyer needs the motorcycle endorsement on their license and has to wear a helmet. Ah, the helmet. Because okay. of because of state laws. Now, the, the helmet, I... I don't feel like um, that's too much of a of a no go for me. But some people may not want to buy the car just because they don't have the motorcycle endorsement. Yeah, on their license. I, I think okay, people are going to have to take a motorcycle safety course, right? Right. This is this is really sticky here because when you go to a motorcycle safety course, oftentimes they either give you one to use mm-hmm. or use your own motorcycle. If you bring one of these to the motorcycle safety course. It's not gonna. You're not gonna be able to do what they have you do in a motorcycle safety course. Have you ever watched one? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're Where they like have them. you go at like almost, you know, super slow speeds. You're trying to weave in and out mm-hmm. of cones and things. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to do that. You're not gonna be able to function as a motorcycle on their courses. It, it just a lot of that doesn't pertain to you. You're not gonna have to worry about uh, brake proportioning and all that stuff. Because um, this one, you just step on the brake pedal, and that's it. You've got a steering wheel. You don't have two handles. So you right. don't have to worry about you know the stability issue, You know, like the, the gyroscopic mm-hmm. effects and all that. Yeah. Um, it's a different animal. Well, th- it looks like this is not going to be a huge game stopper because let's keep in mind that um, people, Elio and its supporters are already pushing for a bill in Louisiana's uh, legislature that will call these cars an auto cycle instead. And so that would mean that they don't have to have the helmet, they don't have to have the motorcycle endorsement and drive it. Um, a lot of the government officials and politicians in the area think that this bill's going to pass. Okay. Well, that's good news, and I it, guess. It, and it may have, you know, I've got to follow up. It may have already passed, so I apologize if it's outdated. But um, one of the big reasons that the bill will probably pass, if it hasn't yet, is that the state already, you know, dropped $150 million to bring Ilio to Louisiana. Ah, I get it. So they've got a vested interest in this already. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay. So the helmet thing, that may be an issue for some people. Would you drive this car wearing, well, it's what I'm calling a car, yeah. wearing a helmet? 
Uh, no, not unless I would be pulled over for not wearing a helmet. I don't think it would be necessary. I mean, it has a roll cage. It has crumple zones that are probably bigger than a car its size really needs. That's true. And it has three airbags. Um, so I think I would be fine. What about you? Ah, boy. I kind of like the idea of wearing a helmet driving a car, but that's just because of a race car. Yeah, you feel but like you're in a race car. This is not a uh, not a race car. You may get the sensation of, of being in a race car with the way this thing looks from the driver's seat because you see the the fenders and you can see the the yeah. suspension working up front and everything. It has a it has a real sporty feel. Okay, or a you know what? Look to it for the vibe. Then I would keep an optional helmet. However, however, okay, I can't picture somebody jumping in this thing. You know, like. Uh, uh, I'll just say, a lot of females will jump in this with their hair, you know, concerns, issues. Um, I don't have that concern or that issue. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't care if I got to work and my hair was messed up. Um, a lot of people will. Right. Um, I think that maybe some people find that extremely restrictive also. In, you're already inside in a closed vehicle wearing a helmet, which further restricts your view. Um, a lot of people don't drive or don't ride motorcycles. This is weird. It surprised me when I first learned it, but a lot of people who don't drive motorcycles don't like helmets. Yeah. And that's, and they don't want to put one on. Well, there's a lot of reasons for that. It's a completely different topic, but, but a lot of people don't like it because of, uh, like Again, a claustrophobia thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it takes a lot of getting used to, I think, is the, the point that, you know, you're not going to feel very comfortable at all doing that. However, if you just get into a car, what, what feels like a normal car to you, really, smaller, of course, right. um, it's going to feel a lot more comfortable for you to drive. I think this will just, that's another thing that would make it, you know, just one more reason not to get one, I guess, for a lot of people. Right. And I don't, I really don't think it's going to come to the point that people do have to wear helmets mm-hmm. because it's one of those things that I, I think is sort of an artifact in the law that the original law was not made to address, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't, I don't have any problem at all with the law being changed because this really does deserve to be in a different category. It doesn't have motorcycle rules. As you pointed out, you couldn't do the motorcycle safety test very well in an Elio. No, there's a lot that you just couldn't couldn't accomplish there. So I'm, I'm glad you said that. That's a, that's an interesting little, uh, little tidbit there that, you know, the, the stuff that's holding it back, I guess, because there's yeah. going to be a few things along the way. And I wonder, I wonder, Ben, mm. conspiracy theorist type stuff here, but... Uh, what else will hold this thing back between now and when they expect to begin production, in which is in what? 2014, they open the factory. So 2014 is the start of production scheduled, hopefully. What else is going to pop up between now and June of 2014 for those people that you know are interested in throwing down a thousand bucks right now for yeah. or or a hundred, you know, or anything in between? Mm-hmm. You know, what what concerns should they have? You know, like I, I just I'm trying to anticipate maybe what's going to come up, but I don't know if we can right now. We'll just have to watch the news. Yeah, anything we would do would be speculation. Um, we'd love to hear our listeners speculate and let us know uh, what you think about the Elio. Would you drive it uh, for sixty eight hundred dollars? Or if you put in a thousand now for for a little bit more than five grand, and uh, what do you think this car could be? Uh, do you think that people should wear helmets in it? Mm-hmm. Um, let us know. You can befriend us on Facebook. You can drop us a line on our Twitter page. Uh, you can even send us an email directly at carstuff at discovery for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, 
I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.